Welcome to Open Banking Expo Unplugged, bringing you the brightest minds in open banking, open finance and beyond. Hello and welcome to the Open Banking Expo Unplugged podcast with me, Ellie Duncan, Head of Editorial and Broadcast Open Banking Expo. And today I'm really delighted to welcome back to the podcast Sarah Costantini, who is the Regional Director for UK and Ireland at CRIF. Sarah has been on the podcast before, so it's it's great to have her back on. And this time, she's going to be talking all about how the economic crisis is shaping what European banks should be offering their customers. So welcome back to the podcast, Sarah. Thank you, Ali, and good morning, everyone. Well, let's dive straight in, because I know you're going to be talking at some length about some of the findings from CRIF's latest Banking on Banks report. So my first question to you is... Can you paint the picture a little bit for us? So how do consumers feel about their current financial situations? Yes, sure. In our latest uh, banking on bank report, we spoke to thousands of Europeans to understand how the current economic climate was impacting their finances and if anything has changed from the previous year. We ran the same exercise uh, in 2022, as you might remember. Our findings show that consumers across Europe don't feel secure in their current uh, financial situations. Last year, for example, uh, saw much of Europe consumed by the cost of living crisis. People across the continent were wrestling with spiraling inflation, rising pricing, with many struggling to cope. This year, despite of some encouraging signs of improvement, consumers are still feeling the squeeze. Like, for example, four in five Europeans still have concerns about their finances over the next 12 months. Almost half, like 46% of Europeans, claimed they cut back on non-essential expenses just to get by. One in 10, like 9% of Europeans, have taken on an extra job to supplement their income. And this information raised to 15%, particularly on people aged 18-34. And 12% have been forced to take extra work or overtime of their current job. Okay, thanks, Sarah. Some, some really interesting statistics there. So with regards to financial institutions guiding their customers into becoming more financially stable, which customers are more willing to share their financial data. And why do you think this is the case? Our research, Ellie, shows that younger generations are far more likely than their older counterparts to embrace digital financial services. This, this, to some extent, is quite normal. Like, for example, more than four in 10, aged 18-34, told us that they would be happy to share more of their financial data if this helped them keep uh, track of spending, save money more easily, and help with credit or loans application. A similar number, like uh, 42%, also said that they are now comfortable connecting third-party apps to their banking services to help them manage their finances significantly higher than those aged 35 uh, to 54 and over 55 is. In the UK, just one in five of those aged 18-34 would now choose a bank based on it having a branch nearby. In a world where so much of our lives 
can now be managed conveniently through our phones. Millennials and Gen Zers now expect uh, the same from their banks. In Britain particularly, this in part is being spurred on by the UK positions on a noted finance fintech hub, with it continually ranked as one of the most fintech-friendly countries in the world. The sector is comprised of more than 1,600 fintech firms, with that number expected to double by 2030. With continual innovation, we should expect to see even greater demand amongst younger consumers. Okay, thank you for that. And as you say, it's it's not unusual, is it, for those younger generations to be more willing to to share their financial data. So sticking with, you know, data sharing, did you notice any evolution in the way your customers perceived this? Yes, because when it comes to data sharing, this year finding revealed that more Europeans would be prepared to share their financial data if it helped them to avoid financial difficulty or achieve their financial goals. Three in ten, though the 30% of Europeans, would now be willing to open up their aid data if it helped them to reach their financial targets, with a figure side higher, highest that is for Spanish, like 35%, and Italian, 34% of adults. And nearly half, like 50% of 18 34 years old, would be willing to share their data, compared to 16% of those aged 55 or plus, showing that changing attitudes toward data sharing when it comes with clear personal benefit. Yeah, that's really interesting. So I guess despite the obvious surging preference among the younger generations for those digital services, are institutions falling behind in, in reaching them, did you find? This is very interesting and uh, very interesting questions and a very interesting finding in our um, interviews on the basis that uh, there remains uh, a number of opportunities for financial institutions when it comes to building more positive relationship with their customers and they seek the right support to help them cope financially. Financial institutions must improve people's attitude and awareness of their services that they offer through communication channel and marketing. For example, only 10% of those surveyed of this year report that they saw adverts or received communication from their banks regarding products and services that might help them. British consumers were the most likely to have seen specific adverts or updates from their banks on helping them uh, with their cost of living crisis and again showing the relative maturity of the UK market with respects to European markets in general. Just 8% of Europeans said that their banks has proactively reached out to them with the adverts and advice on how to manage the higher cost of living. This is a really poor figure, in my opinion. 7% noticed that other banks were doing more to their customers than their own banks to, to help them out. And this is even more important, in my opinion. Yes, yeah, some really telling statistics there, I think. So bearing all of that in mind, I suppose, which benefits should financial institutions communicate to their customers when it comes to sharing more financial data via technologies like open banking? I think that technology such as open banking are laying a very solid foundation, not only for quicker, smarter lending decision and financial support, but also to get more tailored product and services that can help people through these tough times 
For consumers who share their own financial data, the possibility is massive. They could have improved ability uh, to borrow, access to higher credit limits, warning about potential financial issues in advance, and all in all, a better ability to save money in the long term. Financial institutions should also highlight real-life examples when communicating with their customers. For instance, insurance companies can use open banking data to access financial data from their customers, such as uh, spending partners, to their interest and provide more personalized insurance products and services. On the other side, analyzing this data, company can create more customized products that better meet the needs of their customers, ultimately leading to higher customer satisfaction and loyalty. Since two-fifth plan to begin adding to their saving again, potentially a tailored service would mean saving plans, investment to build their wealth back, and again, planning future spending. Yeah, absolutely. All, all of which are obviously incredibly important when when we're living in a cost of living crisis. So, Sarah, thank you so much for sharing some of those findings from the Banking on Banks report with our listeners. It's really fascinating to to hear what's changed over the past year or so. And again, thank you for coming back onto the podcast. Thank you, Ali, for inviting me and um, thank you for listening. See you next time. My thanks again there to Sarah Costantini from CRIF for sharing some of the findings from their latest Banking on Banks report. And we'll make sure to include a link to that in the podcast description so you can download that report for yourselves. Until next time, goodbye for now.